And today it is just me, sadly. Um, Tori is visiting family and she just got back in the, tonight. And unfortunately, she's had a few things that she's got to take care of. And so we're going to give her some space and let her, you know, take a breather for a little bit. So it's just going to be me tonight. And that's totally fine and it's totally fair. So hopefully if you still want to stay, stick around and hear me fumble through an episode by myself, then be my guest. I think it's going to be great. Um, so today I had a little bit of like an outline. Um, I was going to have Kimmy on the podcast, but she got a little hung up too. And um, that's totally fine. She is out having a great time. So I'm going to go through the list of books that I read before I started the podcast and who I think would be good people to recommend them to. Um, it's kind of something that I thought about for a long time and I was a book reader for a year or two way before I started this uh, this endeavor of a podcast with Tori. So I, I thought it would be fun to kind of look back at some of the books that I read and especially to I think see the evolution of where I started and now where I am. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be fun. So, um, but yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I'll give you three really small updates. Um, so today, um, let me think. Oh, I put my Christmas tree up finally. Is there ever really a late like day? Of there, is there ever really a time where it's too late to put the Christmas tree up? Because personally, I don't think so. I don't think there's ever, I think there definitely can be a, a time of too early, but I'm also one of those people that's like, put it up right before, right after Thanksgiving or, you know, hey, do it all in November if that's what makes you happy and that's, you know, that floats your boat. Um, but I just put it up and of course, Mona and Kirby are like, oh my God, this is our new favorite hangout. And of course the cat has already decided that she wanted to munch on the bottom what the bottom um branches by herself and of course she's already thrown up so it's been wonderful really um on tuesday i had a video call with my or with a advisor over at acc um about the graphic design so yeah that might be a very i'm really planning for it to be a very like permanent you know concrete endeavor whether or not that's here in Austin or if that's kind of just online and, you know, really getting a certification for it. But yeah, I'm very, very, very serious about it. Um, I did a little bit of Christmas shopping last night and I took Kirby to my work because dogs are allowed in the in the store. And everybody loved him and it was great. He did so well because him's a good boy. Um, but yeah, now I'm drinking some hot chocolate. It's like midnight. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have to go in until like 12 p.m. tomorrow, which is nice. But um, yeah, it's like midnight. Luckily, I've already showered. Thank God. Makes things easy. And um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some books that I read the past few years that I think you either need to add to your TBR or some authors that I just like absolutely have loved um, both now and back then. Um, yeah, so get your get your lists ready. And if you need any gift ideas, 
you know, this is this is the time. So let's get into it. Okay, I have got my list up from 2020. So um, that's whenever I really started reading um, the only good thing to come out of the pandemic, right? Um, and I read 17 of 20 books that year. And 10 of those I read during like the mandated quarantine, which was, which is crazy. Um, let me see. So out of this list, out of this 17 books that I had, I had a goal of 20 and I didn't make it that year. So that's the only, one of the only years that I didn't make my goal and I was too stubborn to obviously change it to 17 to make it seem like I actually made it my goal. But you know, it is what it is at this point. Um, so I, during the pandemic, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but um, I made a bookstagram account as well, like right after, um, I, right after everything kind of like settled down with quarantine and whatnot. So it was like at the end, tail end of 2021, I believe. And it was also at the time that I had just moved into an apartment by myself. So I I had first called it um, page, page by Page because my middle name is Page. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so freaking clever. But of course, like nobody knew me by, by Page. So then I was like, I feel stupid. Um, and so then I, I think I changed it to on the same page. And I still, I still kept the page, even though I thought it was dumb. I was like, it's still kind of cute. Like, I have the the excuse that I was meant or like born to be a reader because of my middle name being inadvertently page. Whatever. <laughs> I, I know it's dumb now, but um, I couldn't think of anything else creative, so I ended up I think naming it on the same page, and I think that's what it is still to this day. But I think it's on. It's spelled the like page like at a page in the book rather than like page the name besides the point but yeah I made um that um account and I have neglected it obviously since then and that's totally fine and okay um because you know I've moved on to bigger and better things um also I meant to put an update on this but I dropped my phone and it hasn't had a case on it for I don't know how long. <laughs> Both um, Tori and everybody, all of our friend group, is like, why the fuck didn't you have this like in a phone case? And I'm like, you know what? It was because the phone case I had it broke and it needed to be cleaned. And then I was, couldn't be fucking bothered to put another case back on it. And now I totally paid the price for it today. I dropped it while I was over at the dog park. And I knew for a fact that it dropped right on its like face. And it, on like the gravel rock and I was like damn it I think yeah I think that was it and sure enough that was it um, and I cracked it a little bit but that's okay um, hopefully I'll get a new one soon and then we'll be over and done with maybe I should put some tempered glass on it maybe this was my sign to to put a fucking case on it either way it's all good um, so let me talk about some books that I read in 2020 that I think you should read so I read Educated by Tara Westover, and if you never have read this book, oh my god, talk about a memoir that is just insane. Um, the whole premise of the book is that she, I mean, obviously it's a memoir, so it's a true story, and you know, true, true as true as it can be. You know what I mean? Because she even says that some of the accounts maybe she may not be completely truthful or completely accurate. Besides the point, she 
Tara grew up as like one of those doomsday families where they believe that the government is, you know, the root of all evil sort of thing. And so she lives off the grid and um, she is never taken to school. She wasn't even like born in a hospital. She didn't have a birth certificate. Like she is completely, you know, isolated and, and raised in this family that and essentially brainwashed into thinking that this that this world is out to get her and you know her family and her dad has a very like you know tense relationship and along with her mom they don't believe in modern medicine it's it's crazy but it's basically her wanting more for herself so she ends up realizing that she can go to school and she wants to go to school so she ends up um studying and taking the sat um, to get into college and then she ended up getting into college so um, it's kind of that's like the very beginnings of it I would say of her story and it's just what she overcomes in her life to become the person that she is now which is a doctor in um, not like a medicine doctor but a PhD doctorate sort of you know graduate holder uh, degree holder excuse me so I definitely think you should add it on to the story or add it on to your TBR. It's definitely a read that you are going to have to, you know, take part in yourself. Um, but I highly, highly recommend. Um, a next one of the books that I read in 2020 um, was Armada by uh, Ernest Klein. And I actually didn't like Armada as much as I adored Ready Player One. Ernest Klein is actually located here in Austin. He's a Austin um, native and an Austin local, from my understanding. And his book, Ready Player One, I obviously saw the movie before I read the book, but the book, ten, a thousand times better. A thousand times better. It's so good. Especially if you love that like pop culture, like 80s pop culture, you will have a time with this with that book. It has so many different references to it, and I even recommended it to my dad, who, out of all the family, out of the four, you know, four of us that is in my family, him and I read the most, and he he read a lot, you know, many years back, and I told him, I was like, Dad, you got it, you have to pick up this book and at least give it a try, because it's gotten so many things on it that reference a lot of 80s pop culture that I learned from you, so I think you would obviously really relate to it. Um, but Armada, I didn't really like Armada, like I said. I liked um, Ready Player One, and I haven't read any of his other books, which is uh, Ready Player Two, but I hear from what I have heard, now don't, don't take my word on it, but I have heard that it's essentially the exact same thing as the first book. Um, and then Armada really lacked, really fell flat for me. I think the premise was really good and the beginning was really good, but the ending I was really unsatisfied with, I remember. So um, definitely take it into account, but who knows. Um, the next book I read or that I think is pretty memorable that I think you should add is To Kill a Kingdom. And I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode that I told Taylor, Taylor that I told Toria that she had to read. Um, and I read it in one sitting and it's a Little Mermaid retelling. Um, it wasn't like the best, all-time best book, but it was definitely one that had captivated me enough, obviously, to read from start to finish. It also may have been the situation that we were in where I had nothing else to do other than to just read. <laughs> so, um, but I definitely want to reread it. And then apparently it's a series, which 
oh, I didn't even realize, but it's by Alexandra Fristo, and it's The Hundred Kingdoms, number one. So let me click on this, because like I said, I'm on Goodreads. Um, so there's a, uh, there's a duology, or there's a second to it, at least, um, from what it, from what it looks like. So maybe I need to, um, double, like, maybe I need to go check that out. It came out, uh, the second one came out September 27, 2022. The first one came out in 2018. So it tells you there's a little bit of a, diff like, a time jump that is between those two. So it took about four years for there to be a part two, if there wasn't going to be part two. So I will get back to you on that. How fun to have figured that out and discovered that on the podcast. But she's got a few other books too, but I really liked her. I really think um, the whole retelling, because, you know, retelling stories can be a little bit of a dangerous game, you know what I mean? So it could be really great, or it could just be really lackluster, because you want it to be changed enough to be interesting and new, but not so changed that it's not a retelling, and that's a very fine line to kind of tell. But I think she does a really good job of it, so definitely add it. Um, it might be a good read to kind of just like a palate cleanser sort of thing. Um, let me think. What else did I read? <laughs> Ooh, another book that I read was When I Was Puerto Rican by Esmeralda Santiago. And uh, talk. I think this is whenever I was in my memoir phase. I really do love memoirs. I just haven't read them. I haven't read a lot of them recently. And, um... This one was so good. So good. Like, this is a book that you expect to read while in school, like for English class, and do like an assignment over, but then you find that you actually enjoy it. I know all of us, when we were going through our English courses in like actual like high school and stuff, had one book, at least one, that we we're like, wow, this is actually a decent story. I like actually kind of enjoy this it's not like you know um moby dick or something and you're like ugh, like dragging your feet through it that book is what this reminded me of it was so impactful it is about um the author esmeralda santiago and it talks the very first part of her life more than anything of her growing up in uh puerto rico and eventually like emigrating to new york um, with her family for, you know, obviously better opportunity. And I just, the beauty of this book, it was perfect. I, I can't get really enough of it. The way that Santiago writes is just really, really, really captivating. And what's even better is that she basically has divided her life up into three different books, right? So it's like, her the first part is whenever she is growing up so she is a young young child up to whenever she's completing high school and that is whenever that first book is called when i was puerto rican then the next one is um i think let me let me let me see hold on before so the the second one is almost a woman and that's her becoming a obviously a young woman going to college and her first yeah, I think it's her 20s. Um, and then she's got another one called The Turkish Lover, a memoir. And that is really whenever she becomes, I think, a mom and like she gets married. So it's like different stages of her life that she 
recorded and has written about and I just I haven't gotten the opportunity to really read almost a woman in the church lover but I I implore you to read when I was Puerto Rican it was it was amazing I loved it I just just really really feel that if you want to get a perspective on immigrants especially like Puerto Rican Hispanic you know the tensions of all that and want you know more visibility and to be able to diversify your you know bookshelves that is this is definitely a book you should add like pronto dente um all right let me move on because i can literally go on and on and on about that book excuse me oh my goodness i also read get a life chloe brown and that is the only brown sisters book romance book that I have read and I think that was really like my first book into like romance and oh my god it was so good I was really caught off guard I think of the terminology because uh Talia Hibbert is from the UK so of course we Tori and I have mentioned it before how there are different words <laughs> to put it lightly that are more often used in the British and um, <laughs> the British and the American, the Australian vernacular that is not as heavily used here um, in in the U.S. And um, reading that was at first really jarring, but looking back at it now, because obviously I am a little bit of a romance connoisseur at this point um it was it's it was so good um and i think that was like my first really like big you know big toe dip into the pool of romance books and um i want to read her other ones i want to read the other sisters i have both of the books i just have never gotten around to reading them because they are my lovely friends um copies and i just you know, that whole predicament of, like, having a TBR and then never, just, it's never ending, right? Things get shifted, things get pushed down, things get pushed up, you know, it's just, it's not, it's a conundrum, to say the least, a constant conundrum. So, but that was definitely one of them that I really enjoyed, too. Another series that I don't think I talked too much about is um, The Diviners. I have read the first one, The Diviners, by Libba... Libba Bray and I want to pick up that series again I think it has a lot of potential it was kind of dark I think it actually has a little bit of like you know dark academia in it but maybe it doesn't have enough for me to be like Ooh, I don't like that um but yeah I think that one I really want to pick back up again it was something that I read in 2020 and really enjoyed it took a little bit but hey um, one of the last books I want to mention is Six of Crows is whenever I, this is the first time I read Six of Crows and oh my god, I think this is the first time that I fell in love with like a book again. And I was already in my reading journey and well into my reading journey. And then finding Leigh Bardugo, I'm like, oh my god, it cracked my world right open. What? Wide open. And I remember reading it at lunch when I was still working for my um tech company as their office manager 
and I, I say my, but like the tech company that I worked at, and I would go um, at lunch because I was one of the only people that was apparently allowed or like meant to be back in the in the office after the initial quarantine came out. I was apparently deemed essential, which I really wasn't. I was the office manager where nobody could be coming into the office, so I don't know why it was there. But my manager at the time was the HR, you know, excuse me, sorry, the HR rep. And um, she did not like the idea of me staying home, to say the least. So, um, yeah, so I was in every day. So I would go and they had beanbags. So it was like one of those, one of, like I said, it's a tech company. So they were like super hip and very into like, in of course inclusivity but like having like those open workspaces and beanbag chairs and like you know ping pong and you know all those different things so i would go back to one of the beanbag chairs and i'd put it in a corner and i'd read for half the hour or i would sleep half the hour and then i would watch run bts and i just remember the simplicity of those days and having such a nice little lunch and little nap and stuff and now i don't now my life is completely different than that but just the simple times you know sometimes but yeah those are the books that i read in um 2020 that i thought were really good standouts and if you haven't read them then obviously add them to your library and to your tbr um or your up next whatever you want to call it um but let me go look into 2021 because that is before the podcast too and let's see so I read 51 out of 50 books in 2021 and let me let me tell you excuse me I even put some of I was in um I was in school at the time I just started I started school in 2020 but in 2021 it was still um a part of my master's and so I put some of my textbooks onto here to finish my goal because I was like I'm not bitching out on this one um okay um oh all right let me tell you a book that i completely dislike and i don't know if i've said it on the podcast or not i'm sure i've mentioned it but i hate like with a burning fucking passion i hate the midnight library i hate it i do not get the hype i don't get the appeal i didn't like it when it first came out I tried rereading it and I hated it even more. So I don't understand where people were like, oh my God, this book is so good. No, I personally, I hate the idea and representation of um, antidepressants in that story. And I understand that I know that the author was going through some stuff too, but I just, I didn't like it. I, that was one of the main things that I didn't like that, um, that the author portrayed and um yeah i just the main character was so unlikable to me i just i didn't like her um but yeah i i hated that book <laughs> just it was felt too pretentious and too much to my to to me um okay um another wonderful book that i think you should add to again diversify your bookshelves is I am not your perfect Mexican daughter by Erica Sanchez and I had the wonderful privilege to actually like get to hear one of her talks she talked at my past law firm for Hispanic Heritage Month and she was wonderful she was absolutely lovely and her book encapsulates 
um, Mexican immigrants or Hispanic immigrants um, and the family dynamics that are sometimes so testing and so hard to not only break out of but also balance between you know what what your family expects of you and then also what you yourself are trying to be you know being a bridge between the culture that you're growing up in and the culture that you were raised in right so i i definitely think it's something that you should add it's so poignant and so well written in a style that is talks about some very important topics of like very deep topics of death and suicide and you know um sibling loss and fam you know family expectations and sexual assault and it does it in a way that does not feel so blatant and harsh it feels so poetically woven into the story that it doesn't you don't really even really realize and i think for i constantly say this and i'm just always amazed at how ya books are able to you know integrate that into their story and it being obviously elevating the story rather than being the entire story um and i think i am not your perfect mexican daughter does it really really well all right on to the next the next one that i have is the house in the cerulean sea which if you didn't listen to our past episodes there apparently is a sequel coming out next year a very highly anticipated one and I remember crying such happy tears for this book and it was also one of the first books I annotated because I am not an annotator like I never have been I like keeping my books as pristine and perfect and beautiful as when I got them and so I hate writing and scuffing up my books and you know doing anything in, inside of them and I get some people really love to do that and then no hate to anybody who does that is completely your own prerogative but I just love keeping my books as perfect as they are and um but there were just moments in in the house in the cerulean sea that I just had to either underline or sticky note or tab or whatever it was um but it was it was awesome I if you haven't read this book please read it there is some controversy that is with uh T.J. Klune Please look into it um, and definitely be aware of it, but if it's something, I definitely want to be aware and cognizant that um, I want the joy and the brightness that this book brought me before finding out um, sometimes about his troubled past and or some of the issues that he has, you know, associated with him. I think the book in itself is, is something really, really beautiful. It is LGBTQ plus um, literature. So definitely, definitely take a look into that. And TJ Klune himself is part of the LGBTQ plus uh, community. So that's even, even better. Um, on that note, you should also add in The Dream House by Carmen Maria Macalo. And that book is actually, ugh, that one's a trip. I will tell you that one is, that one is a trip. It is, it talks about some really heavy topics. So just, you know, very fair warning. Um, look at the trigger warnings before you look into it. It talks about, it's basically Macalo's, um, you know, recountance of a abusive relationship with her girlfriend. And they don't really talk about how abuse happens in, you know, lesbian couples. And I think she really brings to light the, you know, internal conflict and the torture that really, you know, happens with oneself in their mind. And how you kind of try and understand the toxicity of people but 
and justify it, but in reality, you know that what's better for you. But she does it in a way that through poems and short excerpts and small stories, so it's very impactful. So very, very necessary, and I think it brought a lot of awareness to domestic violence in all couples. It's not just heterosexual couples. Um, so uh, again, if you want something to diversify your bookshelves, that one's a good run and a really, really great one. Let's look. I have Memoirs of a Geisha on here. I actually absolutely love that book. I'm just sad that Arthur Golden was the person who translated it. Um, definitely something to, to keep into account, but uh, Memoirs of a Geisha, so good. One of my favorite books of that year. Um, on Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vong. Also deeply beautiful, deeply, po deeply poetic, and deeply moving. But again, check the check the warnings on that one too. Um, I have the Shadow... I read the Shadow and Bone series actually during this one. After I read um, uh, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, I finished the series and decided to go backwards and read Shadow and Bone, that trilogy, and then go jump forward again and read King of Scars and Rule of Wolves. So it's been about two years since I've read those books, and I think it's like it's time again to go back into um, and see the world of you know the story of Nikolai and Nina again. Um, I I just I need Tori to read those too because oh they're so good so good. I'm not even going to say anything else because I know she's going to probably listen to this episode at one point and I don't want to spoil anything on the off chance that she still hasn't read it by then. <laughs> Love you to her. Okay. Um, I also read Red, White, and Royal Blue, which we uh, watched the, the you know, uh, movie adaptation. It's literally like a frost over the main male character who played Alex and ugh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Man, their sex scenes were great, though. Definitely worth watching if you want to. Super cute. Kind of, it gives, like, a little bit of a Hallmarky kind of vibe. Like, cheesy at times, but not as bad as some of those Hallmark Christmas movies can be, which, funny enough to uh, share a little bit about my dad. He loves those movies. Like, loves those movies. To, like, an odd, godly amount that he loves those movies. And it's like, oh my god. No. Ugh. <sighs> Anyways, um, two books that I absolutely hated that year. The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. Um, usually I'm a big fan about, you know, authors name dropping Austin and different things about Austin and whatnot, but hers hated. I did not like the story. I didn't like the twist. It felt too, I don't know, it felt stiff and boring. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel realistic at all. Like if you're gonna not be realistic, like, you know, go off the deep end, you know, sort of thing. I don't know. I didn't like it. I read Heartstopper that year in 2021, and I got so obsessed. I bought them all. I got them all from the library at the time. Um, and I know the fifth one comes out or came out a few weeks ago, or last week, I think. And um, the sixth installment and the final one comes out next year in 2024, I think in the middle of the year. So... I just I love Alice um Alice Oseman. She's wonderful. I think her illustrations are wonderful. Her story is wonderful and I just love the two characters. Um Charlie and Nick. They are wonderful little interpretations of just like what pure love can really be. 
Another another one I hated I hated A Winter's Promise by Christelle Davos, and a lot of people really like this story. But if you have ever heard of a slow burn, talk about like the biggest, the longest, 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 longest slow burn, and then times that by twenty. That is this book. That is this book. And then the main character is so, like, I'm quirky and different. But, like, in the most boring way possible, oh, just no no good for me. No good for me. Did not like. Um, and then I had a little bit of a moment where I went back to my childhood roots. Whew, excuse me. And I read The Giver by Lois Lowry and if you have not read The Giver by Lois Lowry what are you doing with your life do it go back read The Giver it's still so such an applicable story to society today and just it's such a perfect retelling and like kind of reflection of like what society is and its expectations and everything that is good and right and wrong and glaringly fucked up about the society um, it's one of my favorites and come to find out the giver is a quartet so it is starts with the giver and then it is uh, Gathering Blue which is the second one and I also read that year the third one is Messenger and then the fourth one is Sun um, I still haven't read Sun but they are all interconnected with one another so I definitely definitely want you to add those to your book add those to your list they're little they're small if you need something to help you finish the um your goal for this year add them they they're awesome so that's just my two cents um i also started listening to uh audiobooks this year too and another really great book that i don't think i talk about enough is we don't talk about when we talk about fat by aubrey gordon and it really puts into perspective of like fat shaming um and also like the expectations of fat individuals but also what this society has done to promote uh, not obesity but at times yes obesity but also larger people and larger individuals and that you can see that within like what we consume in a day the fillers that are added to are byproducts of you know food and then it's also talking about like the genetics of individuals who despite having a healthy you know regimen and exercising they just may be genetically predisposed to being a larger individual larger than what is quote-unquote average or what is you know healthy quote-unquote what is healthy you know what is health and it really brings into those lights um that that definition and really puts it under a microscope so i definitely recommend that too if you want something to kind of expand your mind a little bit and kind of just realize like some of the things that you could be prejudiced on because i definitely found myself thinking those same things and this book really took those and was like you know is that something that you actually feel or is that something that you've been told to feel so um let me look at what i've got oh oh my god I have to talk about the author, uh, Elizabeth Acevedo. And if you have not read any of her books, oh my God, you are missing out. She's another one of those YA novelists that is just, just she just outdoes herself. She does it in a way that's so beautiful. 
And she actually narrates her own audiobook. So if you want a more interactive and immersive experience, I highly, 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 highly recommend her, her audiobooks. But she also talks about like the Latina, you know, journey and the Latina identity. And uh, with the Fire on High is another, most of her books are YA, but with the Fire on High is um, a, uh, like an actual novel. And the Poet X is more of a poet, poetry retelling, um, you know, story sort of thing. And she's got a few other, she's got a few other books out there. So definitely add her to your list if you um, need some some more latin flair to your bookshelf um before the coffee gets cold is obviously this is so good it's short and tiny too so if you're looking for something that you need to finish by the end of the year for your goal add that to it asap um crying in an age mart i know i talked earlier about with michelle ronner who is also the lead singer of japanese breakfast so if you are a fan of the band and didn't know she wrote a book but major like blaring 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 red alert on um triggers <laughs> please 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 i'm asking you please look at the trigger warnings before you read this book because this book put me in a funk for about four or five days and um it deals a lot about death and cancer and um and identity loss so just you know if you're going into it it's a wonderful beautiful book it's still one of my favorites but it is something that if you're not careful it could put you in 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 a really uh depressive headspace i'll say that um scythe i also talked about earlier and i know tori says she wants to read it or i told tori she has to read it for the next year so i don't know what about in there I okay I read or I listened to this book called Sadie by uh Courtney Summers I you have to listen to this book if you are an auto audiobook girly or just person or um boy toy then you know you need to you need to add this one because it is set and set up like a podcast like a true crime podcast and um so good it's so 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 good um i'm not going to tell you any more than that i just i need you to put it on there and i need you to listen to it and then come back all right i don't want to go through everything that i've had on here but i've read so many really good books that year so i feel like i have to um the girls ally and melanie both got me a book called what i was doing while you were breeding and um, it was one of my gifts that I had eventually gotten, I think, in 2022 when I graduated. So I'd read it a little bit early, but it was a funny fucking memoir. And it definitely is a nod to the big middle finger to the expectation of getting married and having everything figured out in, you know, by your 20, by 21. Um, I, if you need a good laugh, read this book read this book by Kristen Newman. She is a um, comedian and I really liked her humor. Um, and I think her stories were fucking hilarious. Sometimes borderline, you just, borderline, you didn't believe, but uh, they are just, they were fun. It was a lighthearted book. It was something that gave me a lot of comfort um, when I was going through some, some times of like, of just transition. And that's truly what your twenties are. 
Um, so I, I definitely say add it to there if you need just a little bit of a pick-me-up. All right, let's see what else I got. Oh, excuse me. Oh, there's one, um, there is a uh, series by Alka Joshi um, that's called The Hen Artist, and it is the Jepper um, trilogy. And it's actually a Reese Witherspoon pick. And I said I know, like, a past episode that I really didn't like these books. But, oh my god, this book was so good. And I listened to it. You need to listen to it, too. This is definitely one that you're going to have to have an audiobook with because they have a cast of people. And it's people who are of Indian descent. So it feels very authentic. And um, it's wonderful. It's um, India set, it's Jepper set in the 1950s. So there's a lot of industrial, like you know, ad, um, advancements and, um, inventions and, you know, the, but there's still like classism and how people navigate that and just a lot of different like societal like balancing with that too. So add it to your list. It's a must as well. Um, Lucy Folly, if you ever need any kind of suspense or anything, oh, all of her stuff, all of her stuff. I read the hunting or listened to the hunting party that's also another really great audiobook um, author to listen to because all of her casts are Irish, Scottish, or British. And who doesn't love a good accent, especially whenever you're listening to them? Come on. So those are a no-brainer, too, if you need to add. Um, the last two I wanted to talk about. If I Had Your Face by Frances Cha and Unpregnant by Jenny Hendricks. If I Had Your Face by Francis Cha is a set in South Korea and it's about multiple women and the, the issues that they face within their own society and it's kind of like each woman is wishing to be a different woman, right? Um, so it kind of just is a self-reflection of the societal critiques that is of the beauty standard and like what is acceptable in South Korea because we think that our beauty standard is insane, you know, unfortunately South Korea is even worse. Um, so it's definitely a book. I think, again, this year, my first two years of whenever I was reading it was very introspective. Like I was looking for like identity and I feel like I was looking for that for myself at times and now that I've kind of grown into the person that I am, I'm moving now away from that and really seeking escapism and you can tell in all the fantasy or romantic books that I'm, that I'm kind of consuming and really loving at the same time. Um, another, um, like the second book that I mentioned, uh, Unpregnant by Jenny Hendricks, I think is super important too because it talks about uh, teen pregnancy and abortion and but it's set in a way of like best friends re like ex-best friends reconnecting um shitty boyfriends high school like drama high school pressure getting teen pregnancy and then obviously abortion and it turns basically what happens is is the main character veronica gets pregnant or um you know the 17-year-old Veronica Clark never thought she would wish she'd fail a test until she finds herself holding a thick piece of plastic in her hands and staring at two solid pink lines. So that in itself is kind of sets the tone for the book. Um, I definitely recommend reading this book. It's such a joy. I, I say it's such a joy. What am I, fucking 50? Um, I I just found myself I really, really liked it. I listened to it too. This was the last book of the... Of the um, 
year that I read. And I remember like reading it or listening to it on my way up to see Melanie for New Year's um, that year. And um, because I was like, I'm 50. I met my goal. It was at 50. But I was like, I'm going to go 51 because then I know I went above and beyond and I had one extra little book for wiggle room. Um, because like I said, I had put my textbooks on there and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna read 50 books. And then I did. So, um, this, like I said, Unpregnant is basically Veronica's story of going cross country to go get an abortion because she lives in a state that does not have one or does not have access to, um, abortion care. Um, and it's funny, it's a comedy, um, but it also talks about some really obviously very big and very relevant issues that are going on today. So um, definitely add that to your story. It's it's great. I think it kind of mimics the the movie Plan B. Um, like I said, that's like a comedy as well. Um, but both of those, um, the book and the movie, you should definitely add to your list if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I have for today. I know I've talked a lot today, and you can always see what I have read in my past challenges. Um, you be my friend on Goodreads if you really want to. <laughs> I say really want to, but of course, you want to, right? Um, let me see. Where is my profile? Well, so my profile is just Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E, Nieto, N-I-E-T-O. So you'll be able to find me. I don't have a bio. I am um, holding up my phone with it, a Tata, um, what is it? pop socket and we're in a cardigan so if that helps and I have 17 friends if that also is helpful um but yeah I think you should definitely follow me so that way you can see the books that I'm saving and also um keep an update on what I'm actually reading and I'll even be better this next year about updating it too because I'm really falling off this past year it's been pretty evident but of course we've reiterated so many different times of why that was the case because again it was a hard year and you know we made it so but yeah that's kind of what I have for you today I know it's a little bit different than what we usually have for you know our our episodes but um all I ask is that you give Tori your best thoughts and you send her your um manifestations, prayers, um, good energy, you know, good karma, whatever it is that you believe in, um, because she definitely needs it right now, and, um, next week we'll hopefully be back to our, uh, scheduled programming with both of us, but, um, but yeah, I will leave you guys here with that one, and we will talk about, um, Daughter of No Worlds and Offsides, as soon as we can and we are going to also do a uh, Christmas or no not Christmas special because that's not what one we are doing a one star review um, episode and I do think we are going to be doing a um, let me see like a uh, a very special episode for our 69th episode if you can uh, catch my drift on that one <laughs> But yeah, make sure to follow on our, follow us on our socials. We put out a poll every Wednesday to see what Tori and I will be talking about. So we definitely want to hear your voices on that. Um, that's Good Books, Bad Banter, all one word on uh, TikTok and Instagram. Um, but yeah, we love you guys. We um, can't wait to keep doing this. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you right before Christmas. Okay? Love you. Bye. Thank you.